our nation as we remember the 2,977 lives that were lost and over 6,000 injured on September 11, 2001 in the deadliest terrorist attack in world history and the most devastating foreign attack on U.S. soil since Pearl Harbor on December 7, 1941. Welcome to Sports 601 Podcast, Season 1, Episode 4. Uh, Kevin, man, what, what do you remember about that day? I was 11 years old whenever that happened, and I was homeschooled, and I uh, got up and got breakfast, and was uh, turned on the television, turned on Cartoon Network uh, before we, you know, before I got started with school work, and a uh, little message came across, the, I'll never forget, came across the bottom talking about a bombing in New York and uh, flipped over to the news station on DirecTV, one of them, CNN, Fox News, one of them, and uh, saw where plane had, uh, had went into the, one of the Twin Towers. I just remember those, those towers being on movies and television shows, you know, all these things. Went and got my mom and told her, uh, and she just thought, you know, maybe something just, you know, just crazy happened. Uh, we came back in and was sitting there watching the coverage and then you see the second plane hit and you find out that uh, later the Pentagon, I believe it was, uh, was hit and all kind of other crazy stuff. So it was surreal. What about you? I was in 10th grade at the time and we were uh, sitting in career discovery and I'll, I'll never forget it because a teacher from the adjacent room to us kind of came in and whispered something to our our teacher and and she pulled out the television and and she turned it on and we saw uh, the one of the towers in smoke and then uh, as we was watching you know as we just played this uh, clip from a newscast on that day uh, saw the second plane hit the tower and and it just kind of kind of opened my eyes I was very naive at that time you know I'm in 10th grade don't know what all is going on in the world around you and and you you know you witness something like this and and it really changes your life kind of opens your eyes gives you a different perspective and um it was just a, a crazy day uh, even as a 10th grader and, and i can't imagine you know what it was like for those who lived in new york and those who lived near the pentagon and those who were on the the plane and the family members as they you know waited and you know just were hoping and praying that their their loved ones was alive and and well it's just a just a sad day and we wanted to take this time obviously this is our wednesday podcast and it's on september 11th so we want to be sure we pay tribute to uh to those that lost their lives 18 years ago. And what's crazy about this is it doesn't seem like that long ago, but in any of you high school kids, you know, this this didn't happen while you were alive. And if it did, you don't remember it because you were a toddler. So, I mean, I can understand how to you it's kind of something foreign, but for guys like me and guys like you, Kevin, I mean, this is stuff that we lived through uh, as we experienced that day. Yeah, I was I was telling you at lunch, and I talked about it uh, just 
just a few months ago uh, with my students, some student pastor also, and none of my students, I don't have a single student in my student ministry that uh, was alive when September 11th happened. So it's definitely, it makes me feel old. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's something foreign to them. Thank, thank God they've never had to experience anything like that. So. Exactly. Well, Kevin, let's, let's transition into what we're here for, and that's football in the Pine Belt. I'm your host, James Pugh. I cover sports for sports601.com and the Laurel Impact for Jasper, Jones, Smith, and Wayne County. And to my 12 o'clock is my co-host who covers uh, for Sports 601 and the Hattiesburg Impact for Forrest, Lamar, and Covington County. Kevin Lindsay. Had the volume turned down there a little bit, so I had to crank it up for folks to hear. But how are you doing, Kevin? I'm doing good. It's been a good week. Been a good weekend of football. Excited. How did you do in week three? I done better. <laughs> I done better this week. I finished seven and three in my picks. How about you? I went six and three, so I had the same amount of, of wins as I did the week prior, but I had an extra loss because I had an extra game. So went six and three. Uh, still not bad. Still not bad. Uh, let's let's kind of get into some of the games that we got to witness uh, last week in week three. Uh, Thursday night, uh, another Taylorsville game. Uh, this was a game that uh, I got got a little grief for because I. I picked uh, Jefferson Davis County to win this game. After seeing what they did against Collins uh, and beating them by 22 points, I kind of felt justified in my pick, but uh, Coach Mitch Evans told me he uh, pulled up our our predictions and, and told his team that before the game and kind of lit a fire under him and uh, kind of gave me a little grief, a little joking grief there at the end of the game, but uh, yeah, hey, Taylorsville, guess what? I will not be picking you to lose another game in the regular season, that's for sure. You have taught me a valuable lesson. You were bulletin board material this week. <laughs> I could just imagine a poster of James Pugh sitting on the wall and Taylorsville, he has tie keys. A little dark, dark dark board. <laughs> Hey, if it motivates the kids, I'm all for it. I, I'm, I'm proud for Taylorsville. Man, they put it on Jefferson Davis County. I was beat them 46 to 14. Surprised about that. I was too, obviously. Um, you know, after they beat Collins the way they did, uh, I was expecting it to be a, a close game and, and figured that Jefferson Davis County would pull that out. But Taylorsville just. Man, they're good. They're good once again. And, and they didn't have the best of starts. They had two picks early in that uh, first half. And then, like they did with Raleigh, I mean, it just kind of turned it on and, and just kind of ran with the game from there. Yeah, just we were talking Friday, I believe it was. And it almost seemed like Raleigh, Taylorville 2.0 was yeah. exactly how you described it. Jefferson Davis was uh, kind of kept it close right at the start. And yeah. then Taylorville rolled. Exactly. Uh, Friday night, uh, that was the only game that we had on Thursday night, by the way. On Friday night, uh, I had scheduled to go to Wayne County in Laurel, but with everything that was going on, and obviously I don't really want to get into that, but with the things that were going on there in Wayne County, I decided to go somewhere else Friday night. So I, I went to the game that I even talked about on the, the podcast last week. But man, this was a game I really wanted to see and got a chance to see it, and that was Bay Springs versus Lumberton, uh, one of your best teams in 2A facing one of your best teams in 1A and man was it a game Bay Springs came out on top 26 to 24 they scored a uh, touchdown 
there in the final minutes of the game to take the lead and then held Lumberton in the last minute of the game from scoring a touchdown to pick up that victory and uh, got to talk to Dan Brady and, and some of the players after the game. And they were pretty excited to get a win against a caliber team like Lumberton. I know Lumberton's 1A, but they're, they're one of the best teams in 1A. Uh, year after year and obviously I think they're going to be one of the top contenders um, if not the top contender in 1A this year uh, they got a pretty good quarterback and a pretty good scheme they run and and, and they were able to, to put it to Bay Springs Bay Springs was down three times in this game and had to come back score points to pull ahead so just a really good game there Friday night other scores you had Wayne County beating Laurel 21-20 to in double overtime <laughs> Really good game. I uh, got to listen to it some as I was on my way back from Bay Springs, and man, what a game that was. Raleigh, uh, Raleigh Northeast Jones also had a really good game. Uh, Raleigh came out on top, thirty to twenty-seven. Northeast Jones got in field goal range uh, with one second remaining, and, and that clock just ticked away, and they weren't able to tie the game and force it to go in overtime. Uh, so another loss for Northeast Jones. Uh, pretty good win there for Raleigh. You had Wes Jones beating Quitman 41-14. Alan Fallis had a pretty good game. I think he had 170 passing yards, three touchdowns in that game. So good game for Wes Jones as they get ready to actually prepare for for Wayne County, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. You had West Lauderdale thumping South Jones 57-14. Enterprise, a winner over Stringer, 24-16. Lake and Heidelberg. This game was very interesting to me because at halftime, it was 14-6 Heidelberg, and uh, me and my boss were sitting there on the sidelines of Bay Springs just kind of – uh, you know, giving good praise to Heidelberg, and then next thing I know it, I'm looking at the final score, and Lake came back and scored uh, some unanswered points and beat Heidelberg 28-14. You had Mize winner over Wesson 14-12. to Mize remaining undefeated on the year at 3-0, so a good win there for the Bulldogs. And the final game to mention uh, Friday last Friday night was Tri-County beating Civil Bay 41-21. to Kevin, tell us a little bit about the game you were at Friday night and give us some more of those scores. Sure. Uh, I was at Sydney. They faced off against Summerall. Both those teams were in our coverage area. And uh, Summerall coming in a little beat up. And Seminary pounced on that. You know, I, I thought this, this was going to be a close game. And, you know, you look at the score, you see 20 to 0. It was a little bit closer than what that score suggests. But, man, Seminary's defense, they are something else. Uh, they held Seminary – I'm sorry, they held Summerall to no first downs in the second half. Zero first downs. And I think one of the more, one of the more impressive uh, stats that I saw added up after I got to the house, uh, Summerall only held the ball four minutes in the entire second oh, wow. half. Four minutes and 41 seconds. And in the entire game, they held the ball for like 15 minutes. That is insane. And uh, I was just really impressed with Seminary and, and what they did. Coach Riles, he's getting the most he, he can out of those guys. So I, I was impressed with them. Uh, another game, exciting game. Uh, Prentice Christian defeated Port Lane 41-40. That was the last quarter. Both those teams were trading blows. And PCS just, they got the ball uh, at the right time near the end and, and was able to score. 
uh, Oak Grove. They defeated Gulfport 37 to 13. I talked about that last wow. week. That's a good win for him. That that's a very good win. Oh, uh, Drew Causey, he was talking about you know how he was excited to see how his boys responded going away from home and you know not having that leadership of Plumlee and those guys there, but they responded really well. Uh, Pedal defeated Brookhaven 42 to 10. Wow. Uh, Man, Coach Boyles was ecstatic. I talked to him yeah. yesterday. He said, "You know, team was efficient. They just went down. They just they just went in there and took care of business. So, uh, big win for Pedal, in my opinion. Uh, you had Perry Central defeat Mount Olive forty-five to six. Uh, then you had man McGee." Beat Collins 26 to 14. Collins is 0-3 now on the year. Uh, mm. This this was a team that I was thinking that could give Taylorsville a challenge, and that's not to say that they couldn't down the road. Right. But you know, 0-3 that's starting a hole. Uh, McGee's but, gonna be pretty good this year. Yeah, right? McGee's McGee's in there. Let me just tell you, 3A in that region with Seminary, Columbia, McGee, mm. even Jeff Davis. That is murderers. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a tough. That's almost the SEC West of, of 3A in the South. There. It really is. Columbia has been just destroying everyone in their path, seminary with their defense, and then McGee right there uh, taking care of columns like they did. They're, they're, I wrote the prediction article today. I think McGee's just right behind seminary. Uh, but that, those three teams, and then, again, can't count out Jeff Davis. Uh, moving along, uh, West Lincoln defeated Sacred Heart 41-21. Uh, North Forest got the first win. Win number one, baby. Yes, Coach Dillon. Uh, and not only did they get uh, their first win, but they got a shutout 24-0. That game was 0-0 zero to zero at the half, correct? It was. And man, man, what North, a second half that must have been. North Forest just come out rolling. So I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad for, for Coach Dillon and the guys there to get the first win. And then uh, you have Pastor. Christian, uh, they defeated Purvis in a wild one, uh, 39 to 36. As a matter of fact, I, I talked to uh, Purvis's Twitter. You know, they they have some guys running that, and that they they appeared to be better than what they played the first two weeks. So, you know, they did lose. They are 0 and 3, but it seems like that program is building a little bit. So, yeah, uh, should be encouraged that they put up 36 and were in that game to the very end, and then Bay. Defeated Forest County Ag, uh, 17-14, so a tough loss for Forest County Ag there. Uh, so, yeah, that was my game Friday night. What an incredible week of football. Seems like uh, 80%, maybe 70% of these games are, are very close to coming down to those last couple minutes of the game. Yeah, definitely. That, that's, the, that's kind of Friday night, so that's kind of Thursday nights you like to see. Uh, you know, teams love blowouts and – you know, whatever, but uh, I love to see these games where it comes down to the wire. That's when you learn a lot about yourself. Right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you a lot can, of good games in week three. You can carry that down the road. So, Well, Friday night, this Friday night, I will be in the jungle as uh, South Jones travels to Northeast Jones. Uh, man, this is, this is going to be a game that uh, is going to be very interesting. You know, it was very hard for me to pick this game. Honestly, uh, to, to give her predictions, and, and you can check those predictions out at sports601.com. But, you know, this is one of the games where I struggled, you know, went back and forth. Um, obviously, I can see both both of these teams winning this game. 
Um, both of them are not starting off that great right now, but you know this is going to be a an interesting game to see. I, I went ahead and picked South Jones in this game just because of the numbers. Uh, like I said, I can see both teams winning. Right. Uh, South Jones is just a little bit more balanced on offense. They have you know adequate number of passing yards, adequate number of, of rushing yards, and Northeast Jones at this point is is, is primarily a running team. I, I know Coach Braddock would love for them to kind of be fifty fifty. Right. Uh, but one good thing about in the passing game. For for them, you know, I listened to him on a, another broadcast. Um, he talked about how they are uh, kind of getting a little bit better in the passing game each week. Uh, I know with that game against Raleigh, had a big pass toward the end of the game to kind of get them into field goal range, just kind of ran out of time there. So, uh, but South Jones at this moment in time, just a little bit more balance on offense, and I think that's going to possibly give them an edge. But man, like I said, this game could go either way. So, I'm going to be excited about being in the jungle and getting to see both of these teams play for the first time this season. Uh, Kevin, where are you going to be Friday night? I will be at Summerall. Excuse me, I'll be at Prentice Christian. Uh, they play host to Summerall. Uh, you got Summerall again, mentioned it a little bit. They're a little bit beat up, uh, but they go to Prince Christian. Uh, Prince Christian, I mean, they they score a lot of points. Yeah. And, you know, Summerall, despite them being a little bit bad. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. For I think I've heard that they have four or five guys out with some significant injuries that they, are, they are pretty big time players for them. yeah they do they, they've got a, they've got several players who are are beat up and hurt so you know Summerall Summer that's, that's rough on any team right especially yeah. in high school right you know Summerall started off 2-0 had good wins right and you know oh, again seminary you could just kind of see it they, they were beat up I'm you know I, I don't like trash in any team so uh, you know you see that 20-0 shutout and you know, no first downs I mean there's a reason you know they, right. they are beat up but you know Prince Christian is catching them at the right time yeah uh, and you know we talked about it today I was on the edge and then our boss came here and was like you might need to think on that one a little bit so <laughs> so like 10 minutes before I dropped the article I, I was like man I, I just got to change it. So, yeah. you know, I, I at, at this point, Summerall reminds me of kind of where uh, Northeast Jones was a couple years exactly. ago. They were going into game four of the season with, if I'm not mistaken, there was probably seven or eight guys that, that were, were projected starters or that were starting at the beginning of the season that had some significant injuries and were out for the season. A couple of them were able to play towards the end of the season. Right. One of them in particular that I, that I remembering uh, but man just you know first week of the season and second week third week and you you dropping players like flies and that's got to be that's going to be hard on a team especially in high school where you don't have the depth that the, the yeah. college teams may have where you know it's the next man up and I know it's the same way here in high school it's the next man up but you just don't have the luxuries sometimes in high school of of replacing kids uh, the, there's not another five star like right, Alabama right. rolls out. Oh yeah, yeah, know? yeah, definitely. And you know, you talked about Northeast Jones. I, I remember talking to, to Coach Braddock. And he's like, I've never been in a coaching situation where I'm running on like a fourth or fifth string running back yeah. a month into the season. You know, some wrong if, if they don't want you, they can get in that situation too. But you know, really, really rooting for them to, to pick it oh, up yeah. and, and you know get things together. Um, but yeah. I'll be there. 
appreciation Friday night. Excited, excited to see what what those two teams bring. Excited to see what Prince Christian brings to the table, man. Scoring all those points and seeing how the summer all defense works uh, there. What other games do you have going on in your area? Uh, I'm going to mention some of the big games here. Uh, first off, you got Pedal at Laurel. Um, yeah. I think my I think my coverage area is going to get revenge from the jug on your coverage area. <laughs> Possibly so. This is uh, Pedal's a really good team. We they we are. both uh, both of us got to see them there in week one, and and man, they got two running backs that are just phenomenal. And uh, Laurel's reeling from that heartbreaking loss last week and I kind of talked about this in my prediction and usually after a heartbreaking loss this is one you want to you know get a rebound get a rebound win and and kind of move on but I think they're going to go they're going to go the next two weeks without a win because uh, you know next week they, they have to buy a week so they're not going to get a loss or a win but uh, this could be a could be a hard stretch for Laurel this is uh, it's a good pedal team coming between the bricks other games you got going on you got Winston Academy at Civil Bay Academy Seminary at Taylorsville this is going to be a good game obviously I Pick Taylorsville to win this game <laughs> after the grief that I got last week, but it, I, I think Taylorsville is probably the better team here. It's my turn to maybe eat some crow. <laughs> Listen to the podcast, but I told you, I don't think it's going to be a runaway. Right, Taylorsville is probably going to put this on repeat. Listen <laughs> to this. I don't think it's going to be a runaway. I maybe I'm looking through at it through seminary colored glasses. Right. But I think that you know the two games that I've covered seminary, mm-hmm. they forced two ten turnovers in those two games. Mm-hmm. And just looking at it, uh, Tykes has thrown two interceptions in both the games that I've covered mm-hmm. right off the bat. Yeah. If Seminary can get that and pounce, they well, can make it a what's game. What's impressed me a lot about Taylorsville is is they're able to kind of leave it in the past. Yeah. In a game where you start off with you know three, two or three uh, turnovers, whether it be interceptions or fumbles, and, and they're able to just kind of forget it and leave it there and and move on and, and do big things for the rest of the game. So that that's what's impressed me about Taylorsville. So I see them picking up a win against Seminary. Also, you got. Heidelberg at Newton. Newton is 0-4 on the season, so I'm uh, expecting a Heidelberg win in this game. Mize traveling to Bogachita. Bogachita is a 2A school now. Uh, we got to visit Mize yesterday, and, and boy, do they have a big offensive line. Ooh, they got some. They got some horses, man. Uh, that offensive line is kind of anchored by uh, Trey Tuggle. Uh, yeah. Has, my goodness, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 offers. You have to, you have to take off shoes to care about. I know, right? Uh, so uh, he anchors that line, and, and they got some dynamic guys that can run the ball really well. And that's basically all they do is run the ball, try a few pass plays here and there in the games. But uh, so I expect uh, Mize to win this game, and uh, it's good to see them practice and see what they got this year. I think they're going. I think they're going to surprise some people, maybe stun some people in two A this year. I'm not expecting them maybe to go to South State or anything like that, but I do think they're going to have a good season. A year ago, they only won three games. I believe this year they'll probably end up with a winning season yeah. and probably some thrives and teams there in that classification. Other games you got going on, Stringer at Lumberton, uh, Newton County Academy at Wayne Academy, and Raleigh at Bay Springs is going to be a good game once again there in Bay Springs as 3A Raleigh comes to the Bulldogs' den there in Bay Springs. Uh, 
wish I could be there because I, I know how, how good of a game this is, this is possibly going to be. But, uh, of course, you can go to sports601.com and, and see my predictions on these games Friday night. Uh, Kevin, kind of go over some of the games you've got this Friday night. Yeah, we've got some good ones this Friday. We have uh, Oak Grove. They are heading over to Hattiesburg. And Oak Grove's 2-0. Hattiesburg's over 2 coming off of a bye week. Uh, I expect Hattiesburg, especially coming off of a bye week, I do expect them to be better than what they've been. Uh, I still have Oak Grove winning that game, but you know, I, I hope that Hattiesburg can write that ship and uh, can get things going. I hope we have a good game there. And then uh, we mentioned this one in years, but we got Pebble at Laurel, uh, pick pedal in that game. Seminary at Taylorsville, again, that's one of our cross coverage games. We've got uh, Yazoo County at North Forest. And then we've got Summerall, Presbyterian Christian, that's the one I'll be at. And then we've got West Marion versus uh, Forest County Ag, Mount Olive versus Clarkdale, Sacred Heart versus Salem, Perry Central versus Purvis, and Collins versus Mendenhall. I picked Collins to get the first win over Minden Hall there and uh, should should ride the ship. So there's going to be some good games. Uh, very top-heavy almost, it seems like. Uh, I'll be definitely keeping an eye on Upgrove Hattiesburg and Petal Laurel to see what happens there and obviously some many Taylorsville. But, yeah, some good games. Uh, you can check out my predictions at sports601.com. posted those today. And uh, hopefully Taylorsville will have me as bulletin board material because I did pick them. I did pick Taylorsville. Yeah. But I hope it's in there and gives my game. So. Mm-hmm. Well, let's move into uh, some college football here at the latter part of our podcast. Uh, let's mention some Thursday night games for JUCO. You have uh, Colin. Uh, what is Colin ranked? Do you remember? I can't remember. They, they're ranked, though. Uh, yeah, they're, they're high up there. Anyway, they visit PRCC. Pearl River Community College, and then you've got number 12, Hines, traveling to number 18, Jones College. Uh, that's where I will be uh, Friday night there. Thursday, in Ellis- night. Thursday night. Thursday night. Thank you. There in Ellisville, and obviously Thursday night you'll be in uh, Pearl River. It's going to be fun. Big it's going to be, uh, yeah, both of those games I, I, I foresee being good. Uh, Hines is kind of they go and they beat yeah, East Miss. Exactly. And then barely beat Mississippi Delta, which mm-hmm. was 1917. And then uh, PRCC, I, I think we talked about it over the weekend. They look good against East Miss. Yeah. First half, they look really good. Uh, second half, East Miss turned into East Miss mm. and pulled away. And, uh, you know, I think, though, that PRCC will be they'll be a solid team moving forward. They just got to keep up that intensity that they did get at East Miss. And obviously, their first games, they're 1 1. But I'm excited to go down to Pearl River and watch a play. Yeah, I'm excited uh, Thursday night because this will actually be the first Thursday night. <laughs> Yay! That <laughs> I get to see Juco ball. Uh, last three weeks, you've had uh, Taylorsville playing a Thursday night game or Thursday night games kind of going on in our area, and I haven't been able to see any Juco ball. Um, so it's going to be pretty exciting for me Thursday uh, as I get my feet wet and some, some Juco football uh, there in Jones County. Uh, let's kind of move to Saturday. Uh, Saturday, you've got some, eh, I won't call them big games. Uh, they're kind of, we expect one side to kind of dominate the other. We I get believe. this. We get this first two weeks. I don't know if you noticed this. We get this first two weeks of college football 
where you have all of these big gays, man, Oregon and Auburn, uh, Alabama, whoever they're going to beat up on, and, and you know, Clemson A&M and, and so forth. And then you get to like week three, week four, and yeah. it's like – Mississippi State versus Delta School of the Blind or, <laughs> or someone yeah. like that. You know, obviously yeah. Mississippi State's playing. They're playing K-State, Big 12 team. Yeah, but I expect a, a Mississippi State win in that game. Probably yeah. a uh, 14 to 17. If, if Tommy Stevens plays, which yeah. he probably will. Yeah, probably I think they're expecting him to play. So, um, so I'm expecting a, a pretty – Decent size win for Mississippi State. Although this game uh, could be closer than than this game was last year. Last year Mississippi State had that incredible defense, and although their defense is not horrible this year, um, they're they're just not where they were a year ago. So, and, and I don't really know much about Kansas State. I know they're new for, coach. New coach, so um, things might be a little bit different. And and so when you play in a team, but that's under a new coach really don't know what to expect so I don't know it, it could be a, a close game but then like I said I, I just kind of see Mississippi State kind of walking away with this one that's an 11 a.m. game too right yes yeah that's takes a little bit to get going yeah so Nick, Nick Saban will tell you about that yeah Nick Saban will tell you all about that <laughs> I don't get that. He's so mad about these eleven. Is he? Does he feel like he's the only coach in the United States that has to deal with a eleven o'clock game? It's it's so it's so weird. Because last year Ole Miss had to face like all of them or <laughs> almost eleven o'clock games. It's so weird because uh, me and some friends we were talking about this Sunday afternoon, and they were talking about Mississippi State having to play early games and how hot it is. And I, I kind of I get that the South, you know, play. 11. We were there at Southern Miss Mississippi State. It was hot mm-hmm. uh, t- uh, Saturday. But, you know, Gus Malzahn kind of threw some shade at, at Saban in his press conference. They asked him because Auburn's having a 6 o'clock game. And uh, they asked him and he's like, you know, I'd rather have an 11 o'clock game. That'd give me more time to <laughs> study the opponent. Yeah. So he kind of threw some shade. Yeah. I, I don't know. I say everybody has to deal with it. I just that kind of that kind of rubbed me the wrong way to see him kind of complain about. Damn. I mean, in the students. Yeah, I think the big thing was is you know not going to have very many people there and this and that. We, you're Alabama. Exactly. You, you don't need everything handed to you. Look, he's. This You're is, already the best team in the nation, almost. This is my opinion. He's talked about that they schedule who they can schedule. Okay, if you really want to go, like, if you really want to go schedule a team, you don't have to go schedule Clemson and you know Clemson and uh, USC and all these teams every week. But schedule a mid-major, schedule a Kansas State, schedule uh, Oklahoma State. You know, schedule somebody like that. It make your fans want to be there. Yeah, I you agree. Know, I just, but and I will agree with with Nick Saban on this. We, we're kind of in this area era of you have to play these games because you want to be undefeated at the end of the season, so right. that you will get a fair what you would consider a fair shake, fair shake into getting into the playoff system, where if things were different, 
if we had it the way that he wants it, which I agree, I, those games would be more interesting where you you had to schedule all these Power 5 teams right. throughout the season. And even if you had two or three losses at the end of the year, that's not going to hurt you because everybody is playing this rugged Tough schedule. Tough schedule. So I'm, a, I'm all with him on that. Yeah. But complaining about having to play at 11 o'clock, I mean, I get that. Other teams have complained about it, but other teams have to go through it too. And it just felt like he was complaining that oh, we're the only guys that have to have yeah. to deal with it, and then that's definitely not the case. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't schedule you know, New Mexico State or whoever, whoever they're playing. I mean, complain about playing at 11 o'clock. And I understand – you know, some some other teams are doing it, but they have to work out the schedules the way they work it out. You know, uh, Missouri Missouri has Kelly Bryant. Kelly Bryant's must see TV for some people. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, yeah. You know, he's the hot transfer, so you know they're going to put it on at six o'clock, five o'clock, whatever, over yeah. Alabama, who's just going to beat somebody by eighty and have the starters in or second string in in the second quarter. Yeah. So. But or fourth string in some yeah <laughs> in some games. But anyway, they're up by twenty eight already. Talking about cupcakes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Great transition. South southeast, southeast Louisiana traveling to uh, Ole Miss. Uh, mm, yeah. So I, get the kinks I don't think <laughs> uh, Ole Miss reeling off of a, a pretty good win over Arkansas. Arkansas is not the team uh, in the SEC that's going to be beating everybody, but they might not even win a game in the SEC <laughs> after seeing that. But, but uh, you know, a good win for Ole Miss. This was a kind of a game where the winner that came out of this had a better outlook on the season. The guy that lost this game, you would probably think they would not win a game in the <laughs> SEC. So, uh, I'm glad Ole Miss came out of there with a win. As an Ole Miss fan, that, that would have been – season would have been over with at that point if they lost, lost that game. So, I believe that game's a three o'clock kickoff. Yeah, I'm not three, three o'clock, somewhere around in there. And then, of course, you got Southern Miss traveling to Troy. Uh, what are your thoughts on this game, man? I I really thought that Southern Miss had a shot last week, and then Tommy Stevens come out could not miss anything. No, he couldn't miss. At, at one point, I think he was what nine for nine. Yes, he was nine for nine, a hundred and four, hundred five yards. Two touchdowns. I was sitting in the press box, sweating my tail off, and Stevens was making me sweat more because I mean it was. I just felt bad for the the, the defensive backs. There was nothing they could do. Stevens was putting it right on the money. I mean, he's. I'll be honest. He's everything that I've heard from right from Mississippi State fans. I, I had to see it to believe it. Uh, but they're playing Troy at five o'clock. I, I do think that. Southern's going to be okay. Yeah. I think they'll be okay. It's Conference USA play. You know, don't rain down, you know, that lightning and rain and everything. Like, it's going to be terrible. Uh, I think Southern Miss will be okay. They've, they've just got to get a push. Yeah. They've got to fire somewhere on their defense in the front seven to get a push because uh, they had nothing against Mississippi State's line. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I think they'll be okay going to Troy. Yeah. Well, uh, be sure to check us out on Sports 601 for all your high school, JUCO, and college sports updates, articles, photos, and videos. Uh, Any last words, Kevin, before we uh, send it off? 
just have a great week. Be safe at your games if you go to them. And uh, have a great week. Stay hydrated. Yes, definitely. Especially Saturday. It's going to be hot. Well, until next week, we'll see you out on the field Friday night.